Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Self-Achievement Network. My name is Dominic. I'm the host and the founder, and I am here with our next person behind the passion. This is Tag Saab. She is originally from Lebanon, and right now she is in Qatar. Hello, Tag. How are you? Hi, Dominic. I'm fine. I'm perfect. Perfect. I love that answer. <laughs> That's a great answer. It's really true. I mean, I I think about this a lot. It's like, I, I I was even talking to one of my children the other day. It's like, there's nothing wrong with us. Nothing. It's so wonderful. <laughs> so thank you for joining me. And thank you for being our next person behind the passion. Let me put that up on the screen. For those of you who are watching, um, we uh, what I do here in the Self Achievement Network is I give people the opportunity to tell their story about what they're passionate about, and uh, Tag has a passion for for positivity and gratitude. We kind of like condensed it down to like what is the real like you know the the root of what she's into, and we're gonna hear her story about how she got into it, her journey, where she's at now, where she's going. We've got about thirty minutes. So so tag, how did you arrive at this passion for positivity and gratitude? What what? Give me the you know, the short version. I, I'll give you I'll give you the short version. So many 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 years ago, I had a depression, and um, the only thing that helped me. I'm gonna be so brief was being appreciative, was actually the practicing daily gratitude. Um, it did miracles to me when no one else could help me and nothing. Just practicing daily gratitude changed my life completely. And now I use it like I cannot stop being grateful, like all the time. I was so happy with it. I was so not even passionate. I was so addicted to it that I wanted to do something where I can help people just become, uh, if you want, as empowered as I was or as I became by using gratitude. So I was lucky enough to find out that there's something called positive psychology. So I enrolled in that. I did my master's in positive psychology in UK. And then my master's was on gratitude. So, and I found out like there are so many people who actually use gratitude as I do. And there are so many scientific evidence and researches that actually uh, prove that being grateful can change your life. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really interesting. Emotionally and physically. Yeah. I mean, so you, you got a master's degree in gratitude? In positive psychology, but I... my thesis. Oh, okay, that. okay, I got it now. So positive psychology. I mean, I think about people going to the university, you know, to study science or, or you know, some some craft, you know, something like this. But positive psychology, where where is this school at? Um, it's in UK, but there's actually uh, you have in the states also, and uh, Martin Seligman is like he's the father of positive psychology. He's American. Oh, okay. See, I've yeah. never heard of that. That's great. Yeah. So, so you were you were in your teens, or you were younger, or in your twenties that that you. Very very long ago, but because my life changed a lot, I, I think of it as long long ago. It was um, what's this year? It was twelve years ago. Wow. But for 
a lifetime because I was a different person. Mm-hmm. So what were some of the things that were going on in your life that you were, I don't know, that were not... There were so many. You know, um, coming from Lebanon, you know about Lebanon, how life is there, um, doesn't make things easy. And, you know, like, it's like, you know, things happen. But the good thing is that whenever you fall, now I have the best tools to keep on standing and walking and running even, so... Mm-hmm. Things happen. Mm-hmm. So, you, how did you find out about this school of positive psychology? How did you find out about it? Well, I think I was extremely lucky because I'm a kind of person who keeps asking. So, I like if I want something, I just keep asking. So, I was asking someone because I never knew it existed. Like I didn't know that this kind of science even exists. So, I kept on asking, like I want to study something that's related to psychology where I can help people, but not the, the psychology, the, the common one. I'm not going to put something out. So I kept on asking and asking and asking until some day I met someone who knows someone who studied something that's called positive psychology. Um, that's it. <laughs> so as soon as you heard that, you were like, there you By go. <laughs> it took me years. Not, not just like me. It took me years. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So now, what? So what do you do with your degree? I mean, how are you helping people? What is it? You have a practice, or you have uh, you do workshops? I mean, coaching? Uh, no, I, I do I do consultations because um, in addition to positive psychology, I, I've studied so many different things in order to be able to help people uh, in counseling them. Um, but the main thing that I use, the main tools, are the tools of positive psychology. I use other tools, but I'm not going to talk about it now. So I usually work with people like one-on-one. I work with groups and workshops. And um, I also work with uh, parents, children, and also work with couples. You wouldn't imagine how when you change your thinking and you try to think in a positive way, everything changes, even your relationship, like with with everyone at work, with your partner, with your children, everything changes. Mm Mm-hmm. And do you do this locally there in Qatar, or you do this through the internet, online, all over the world? Both. I, I uh, do it online for uh, uh, for mostly uh, with my clients in Lebanon mm-hmm. or in some other countries because I, I work in Arab, uh, with Arab speakers. Mm-hmm. Mostly with Arab speakers. And uh, here, yes, of course, I do it locally in person. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, that's great. So where do you see yourself going with this in the next few years? Or where would you like it well, to go? How are how are you how are you how are you steering your future? You know, um, I learned just to enjoy the moment. So I'm happy with what I'm doing now. I will wait for tomorrow and see what happens tomorrow and I'm gonna enjoy it and I'm gonna appreciate it and I'm gonna do the same thing the day after and the day after and the day after. So it's more of being excited to do more and give more and help more, more than planning what to do. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, enjoying the journey. If you enjoy the journey, you wouldn't keep on like waiting to the end because you're enjoying it. Yeah. And I agree with that. I think that it's, it's really a good idea to uh, like, kind of like uh, riding the wave, you know? Letting life, as long as I'm enjoying my moments, that uh, 
the wave always takes me in the right direction. True. It's true. And I mean, I, when we talked offline before, I mean, I'm, I, I am a planner. So I do this kind of stuff with my yeah. clients, which looks real complicated, but actually it's not. But some, some people need a little bit of structure. And so the, this is the way that I learned, and this is the way that I teach people how to put their, you know, their, their goals together like that. It's really very, very simple. So, okay, so, you're, so right now you're in Qatar. You're married, as I understand it. You're not, you have no, no children right now. So let's go back to Lebanon, childhood. What, how, what was it like for you? Because this is called person behind the passion, right? So your passion is about positivity and gratitude. So who is that person behind the passion? And you grew up in Lebanon. What was that like? You were born somewhere there, and then what happened after that? What happened? I was born into a war zone because there was war. Okay, and if you know, like war has been there since yeah, and forever. <laughs> we stopped counting. Uh, so um, when you are born in a country that's, um, I, I wouldn't say it's not safe because it's much much safer than many other countries that have never had a war. So it actually was safe. And now it's a bit less, but it was safe. And it's still, again, much safer than other countries. But when you don't know if there's tomorrow, like, um, you, you literally don't know if there's a tomorrow. Right. Because tomorrow you might wake up and everyone in your family is gone or uh, something happened. Uh, like, I, I lost a friend when I was at school. Um, we used to, there was bombing all the time. We used to have to sleep in the bomb shelter a lot of the time. So it's not a place where you can actually plan. <laughs> you cannot plan. You cannot say, oh, next week we're going to go to the picnic. You cannot because something might happen and it wouldn't be safe for you to go. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, like literally a war zone. So yeah, that's how it was as, as a child. Um, later it was better, uh, relatively better, but there was no a security, um, different kind of security life. You don't know if you're going to be able to graduate school or if you're going to get a job or something because of financial issues and the political issues. So you were always tense, you were always alert, you were always not sure what's going to happen because you cannot control what's happening. It's, it's way bigger than you. Like what happened a few years ago in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all our life. That's why it was a bit less uh, traumatizing for us than other countries <laughs> because we're, we're used to this. Mm-hmm. We're used to like, things stop. Life ceases for a second or for a day or for a week, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this makes you strong. It does. However, it's exhausting. So it is it's undrained. Um, so yeah, that that's what life is like. And anyone who lives in a war zone or is living in a war zone would understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Wow. And those who are privileged enough not to have witnessed that, um, I would just say just appreciate what, what you have. You are lucky. You know, and I think that that's a big issue. I mean, at, at my age, I'm, I'm 64. So, I mean, I, I can remember there was a, a period in my life, mostly when I was younger, um, that I 
I didn't even think about appreciating things because it was everything was pretty much given to me, and we didn't have war and you know we had oh we had some racial stuff on the streets a little bit you know but it was never like being in a war zone I mean I I, I remember the this the war in Lebanon and seeing it on the news and all the stuff going on and still some of the stuff that we see today we're not touched by that here to you know to any extent really so um, what I see is that there are a lot of people that I shouldn't say a lot but there's people that don't appreciate the simple things that they have like for example running water in a war zone water goes away take a shower what what there's a there's a bucket fuel and bread and food yeah yeah all of that yeah and through this when you're very young and you see like your parents struggling just to, to make sure you're safe and make sure you're fed and it's like why 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 do they have to suffer like this why wouldn't they have like a normal life yes and then when your whole country is suffering and it's even harder because we are a very small country so we, we like know each other <laughs> not mm-hmm. all of us of course i mean you know what's happening in the next town or the next city because it's a very small country so um you think like it's unfair and why is this happening but then you learn to just appreciate the lesson like there's a lesson mm-hmm. for us for a reason mm-hmm. and we just have... yeah. of course as a child i think like that that's how i think now but as a child you are just always scared you are just afraid you are just in constant fear that's it you know that's a feeling i think that i didn't know until i told you i was in, in cairo so i was working and living there for about five years and I was there during the revolution the first for the first several weeks of the revolution and uh, I got a taste of that feeling of, of fear that uh, I, I'd never experienced before when I was living I was in an apartment and of course when they had the uprising I think I my the thought process was that I'm an American that the Arab world doesn't like, so they're going to come and take me out of my apartment and drag me down the street on a bumper of a car. You know, and that may not have been true at all. However, it was the the thoughts that I was creating in my brain, and that fear was in. in I mean, I can't even describe it. There's something that I can only say when 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 I when I when you experience it, you'll know what that feels like. And I can imagine that as a child experiencing hearing bombs or hearing gunfire and that that like i mean i know you can describe the feeling but what was it like for you to to hear that kind of stuff well actually if i remember as a child for us we thought this is normal life we thought like that's how people live yeah so when like kind of the war ended it didn't really end but like when the bombing stopped we were like, what? So like, we're gonna wake up tomorrow and we're not running or hiding? That was so weird, so weird. So as a child, when you're born into this, it's different. I know from our parents, it was much harder, but for, for us, it was like, this is life. This is the normal. You know? Yeah, this is the normal. Let's go out today and watch bombs fall. 
<laughs> we, we used to try to guess from the sound of it, like what type of vomit. And we used to like get competition, like who's gonna guess? And I'm talking about very young children. Like right. I still remember teens I've seen, I was three years old. On... Wow. Yeah, so it's not like we're not talking about teenagers, we're talking about babies, children, you know. So yeah, but it did happen. So I'm going to refresh my camera. It's looking blurry. But anyway, so, okay, so this is when you were a child. So then the bombs stopped and when you were about how old? Well, it didn't really stop. Like, it's, it's going to be a long, a long, uh, long talk if we're going to talk about the word. Because we had several words. So... Something stopped, something started, something stopped, something started. But the, uh, like, even when it stopped in 2006, there was also a, 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 a big war. If I can call it a war, I don't know what to call it, what, 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 what happened. But it's going to get political if we go into that kind of stuff. So I'm going to be so brief in that. Um, after the war ended, like the bombing thing, what started was the financial crisis. And uh, that was actually what really was very destructive for everyone and traumatized because you could never imagine, like, after what you've been through, you're gonna start suffering in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so that was the hardest part. And that's why most Lebanese, once they graduate, they leave their country and look for work somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And that's what family also is all around the world. Like, every family has um, emigrants. Like in some country, either in the US, Canada, Australia, and Europe, everywhere. Mm -hmm. Because survive, you, can, you cannot survive at home. Yeah. There are enough jobs for everyone, even if things are fine. So imagine when things are really bad. Mm -hmm. So that's it. And that's what brought me here. And I, I love it here because actually it's very close. It's also an art country. Um, it's also small, like Lebanon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, and yeah, I, I've only heard things about and saw pictures of, of Qatar. Um, so I, and I, I just want to say, like, okay, so in the in the spectrum, right? The you know we, I always remember hearing from one of my my teachers talking about you know we can't really experience. Not we can't, but we we can we can experience the good things in life because we've experienced the bad things in life, and the and the more that we, like, can can um like you, all the things that you went through i think gave you this ability to appreciate and and to they want to build you uh -huh. like like you what you are yeah you wouldn't appreciate things unless unless uh, you really know what it means to be without this yeah to live without it exactly otherwise you would take things for granted taking a lot of things for granted so the gratitude that you have is at such a high level because whoops i got that backwards but whatever it's that you have experienced things on the opposite end of that it's such a high level also so well i'll tell you a trick about the gratitude um if you ever feel skeptic like why should i feel grateful for this thing that happened you have to remember something like really bad and how you felt when that thing happened Compare the feeling, and then you will appreciate what you have now. Mm -hmm. So things really go bad in any way. 
I would just go to a memory from childhood. It's like, no, I am in a much better place now. Mm -hmm. And I, I agree with that. That's a really smart way to look at it. And so when you're coaching clients, people, you're, you're having them look at these? Sorry, I don't coach because okay. I don't believe you should give instructions to people. My, my method is a bit different. Let's say when I share tools with with, uh, with the clients or when I work with clients, um, I, I actually try to help them change their mind, not change, adopt a new mindset mm -hmm. or develop positive mindset. You can't really change people also, you know that. Mm -hmm. So, um, and this um, this actually helps and helps them to work to fix any other issue in their life. So even if they're coming for something that I work with couples, even if they're coming for like uh, relationship issues, um, when they start to look at things positively, when you start looking at your partner and trying to focus on the positive things about your partner or why you chose this person in the first place. What did you love about this person? Um, things just change. It's like as if you, you just put some light on a dark spot and it's bright out of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So it's not coaching. It's like counseling. What's the word you use? Counseling. counseling. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you were talking about that, I, I, I was thinking about a time where my father and I got to spend some time together and uh, he actually attended one of the workshops that I was doing. And when he came out, he was resistant, of course. He didn't want to, he didn't want to attend. But when he came out, he's, he was a big golfer at the time after he retired. And he said that, here's what I'm going to do, Dominic, differently. When, every time that I go out golfing, instead of every time that I hit the ball, I'm like, Oh, I hate that. This is a bad shot. I did it. He's going to he's going to say two good things that he did with <laughs> with each swing, you know, of the ball. And it was funny because about a month later I was with him and his and his golfing friends and they were joking with me or like, "What did you do to him?" <laughs> he's very positive now about everything and his his score went up a lot. <laughs> so they were upset, not really, but they were they were pretending to be upset with me because their scores were still down here, and his scores went up. <laughs> so what you're saying, I think, is is really true. Yeah, just by looking. Gratitude, because when you start thinking positively about something, you will attract the good thing. Because you, that's what you're focusing on. You're focusing on the good things. You will attract. So it's something similar to what, what they say in the law of attraction, but yeah. um, in a different way, in a more scientific way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, interesting story. And, I, you know, I think that you're, I, I love that what you're doing because I, in my younger years, had a lot of resistance to having people, like, want to help me. And they could look at me objectively and see that there were things about me and my life and my attitude, my behavior that were not working great. And so I was very resistant to any type of feedback. And it wasn't until I realized on my own that I needed to make a change. And not only that I needed to make a change, that I needed to find someone that was, that had the skill necessary to 
to assist me to get through what I was getting through. I like had to let go of my ego. I had to let go of the the you know the the resistance, all the stuff, and then I began to change. And it, the changes be they they happened very quickly. And before that, my life was moving like when I was in the dirt, in the muck, in the you know in the in the it, it just seemed like it lasted forever. And until I reached out to someone, that's when it like sped up and it began to really take off. And I haven't looked back since. So I think what you're doing is so valuable to our society globally, you know, locally, wherever. So so thank you for doing that, doing what well, you do. About resistance, and um, I have to highlight something important. There's some a term we use that's called resistant client. So resistant client is someone who's like, I really want to fix this. I really want to change, but I can't. It's like they they don't commit to things. They cannot change. They become a bit defensive. They adapt the victim mentality. The thing is, uh, why some people can change fast and others can't? It's based it's uh, based on the trauma they have. So let's say. Uh, you were resistant because you had so many traumas to deal with before you can start changing and looking at the brighter side. So we need also to, to remember that, to work on that first. Then we can be able to adopt a positive mindset, to become grateful, to practice anything that's good for us. But mm -hmm. uh, someone doesn't want to change or just because they want to resist, they cannot. They feel like, I really want to do it, but I can't, you know? And there's also this resist always this resistance, which most of the time connected to traumas at a younger age. Um, I just wanted to highlight that because it's a very important subject. And it's true. I mean, I had a lot of trauma. You know, my my father was a disciplinarian, and he learned from his father. And it wasn't uh, like sending me to my room or putting my nose in the corner. It was you know with the, with the belt. You know. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I had I had some of that trauma. I didn't think that it was that big of a deal because, you know, when I decided I wanted to make some changes, I was about 25, 26 years old, and all that happened to me when I was really young. So I was like, oh, I got over that. But what I didn't realize was that I was still, underneath it all, still had a lot of resentment, you know, and I would kind of have bad thoughts about him. And But what I realized which was great, was that he did the best that he knew how. And it was, it was like my unwillingness to, to forgive, but it had nothing to do with him. It was my resistance to forgiveness. And when I realized that, I was like, oh, he didn't have to do anything. I wanted him to change. You, you just <laughs> described a full process where you get the trauma, we're not able to get rid of it because we're not able to forgive the other person. And once we do, it's all clear. And then we start going on the path of recovery. Mm -hmm. So explain it in just a few words. That's the whole process. Interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Wow. So you're, you're married. What does your husband do? Are we allowed to talk about him a little bit? <laughs> He's in construction. He's an engineer. Engineer, okay. He builds tall buildings. Very tall buildings, yeah. Really? We got to get him on. I have a lot of tall buildings, yeah. Of course, not like in New York, but for us, they're, they're tall enough. Yeah. 
And so what is life like for you in, in Qatar? I heard it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, Qatar is a country that's like developing very fast. Like if you've been here five years ago and you come here now, you find like, wow, when did this all happen? Um, Qatar is uh, mostly a desert. However, they have now small hills with trees. So imagine that in a desert. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, every time, because I have the, the hill is close to my house where I live so every time I pass there it's like oh my god a few years ago this was sand now it's a hell with the green trees mm-hmm. um, means actually you can change everything if you may change a desert into a park and lake and small forest you can do anything in the world if you just believe this can happen it can be done mm-hmm. and they did and they did change things and uh, we are actually looking forward to the event, the World Cup soon in a few days. It's like the most amazing thing ever. It will be an amazing experience for all the fans from around the world. And I really mean it because when you come here, you will see why. <laughs> it will be amazing. I'm just looking forward. This, this country deserves this. Deserves to, to host such an event. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. I'll be watching on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I so much appreciate you being with me today. I, I, I'm, you're so, you're, you're like so intriguing. I think I, we could talk for a long time. I want to welcome, I want to, you know, welcome you back anytime. Um, anytime you want to sure. share a story or we want to talk about a, a certain topic, please, you know, just that link that you scheduled before, just click on the link and we'll, we'll do it again. Indeed. And if you want to, to join my gratitude challenge, which I'm trying. Yes. Starting soon. Follow my page. I'll send you the link. Put it in the in the thread. In this, you know, when this posts, you can put it in there. The link there, and uh, I have just one final question. Yes. This, sure. this is my favorite question. So just pretend that everybody on the planet is watching this right now. Mm-hmm. So you have the the undivided attention of humanity. That's pretty good, right? (laughs) So what would you like to say to the people of planet Earth? You are so lucky. (laughs) Just enjoy the experience. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy. Enjoy. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> so no matter what happens, enjoy it. Appreciate it. Have lots of gratitude. Yeah. Practicing sure. gratitude. That's awesome. So awesome. Okay. We'll have you back. Thank you so much, Tag, for being with me. And for all of you, thank you so much for watching. And we will see you next time. Have a fabulous, fabulous day. Enjoy the moments. Each little moment. And if it's not so fun... Work hard at enjoying it anyway. There you go. Great. We're finished. We're complete. It's posted. Thank Thank you. It was exciting. It was interesting. Thank you. And we did cover a lot of topics. I didn't expect the part about the war, though, because it becomes so political. And we we really don't, we shouldn't talk about it much. But it was good. Yeah. And I think that, you know, my point...
foreign that invaded us and that would have put you in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I think they were fine. Um, but I think that for people to, that are listening, they, to understand really the, 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 the background of how you reached this place of total gratitude, so, you know. You know, it's not something just to take for granted. Like when someone said they experienced war, even for a month, <clears throat> not years, um, it's horrible. It's traumatizing. It's, you, need, you need to do a lot of clearing, a lot of cleansing after you go through this. Yeah. It's a thing easy to deal with at all. And I can only I imagine. Have, yeah. Whoever they hear a, a knock on the door, they, they get anxiety because they think it's a bomb still till now. Mm-hmm. After you. So. Yeah. And then to forgive the people that did the bombing. Uh, by time, you just know that it wasn't them. It wasn't them. It wasn't the person. It was something else, something bigger. It's not them. It's not the person. Yeah. Yeah. The politics. Because they, they feel even worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. You have an amazing story. Thank you. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And I want to do it again, really. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% open to doing any topic, any time. And... Uh, oh, yeah, and I, you know, I don't know how many people will will watch this, but it's going to go out on the um, on the podcast too. Yeah, 